0: Don't worry, it's just salts or water. I'm back, and today I'm going to do the same thing I did last time, where I go through the DSM-5 and I read the criterion for certain personality disorders. Today, oh, this isn't a personality disorder, this is just um, a diagnosis. That's important. Um, Today we're going to do PTSD. This is something that I uh, have a diagnosis of and deal with, and I really like it and I thought it would make it more fun to talk about. I think it's cool that I have PTSD, but not because it's a diagnosis. That's not why I think it's cool. I think it's cool because it's what happened to me, and this is how I'm reacting, and this is the reality of life. And I'm okay with that. That's my story. That's that's my hand to work with and I turned it into a career and I turned it into a passion and I turned it into helping people and doing what I can to make a difference. So, I don't know. It's given me a lot and I'd do it all again. I'd go through all the experiences again because... I'm fucking tough and I made it through them all and it made me someone that I really admire and I want to teach other people how to do that I want to teach other people that it's not all that bad and no one's going to listen to someone that hasn't been through it So I tell people this all the time when I try to explain to them how I think I see myself my head is like an empty like think about on Spongebob, when they're in Spongebob's brain, but instead of a brain on a twig and plankton running a controller, it's me sitting across from myself in, like, a therapeutic setting, and one of the me's is me that goes to work, and the other me is the one experiencing the feelings. Like, I'm literally maybe... Maybe I'm in the inf- infancy of creating another personality. Who knows what adventure lies ahead of me? But I'm able to like go into a mode where I can read about it and put my energy and my anxiety into learning about it so I can understand what's going on. And I tell that to the me that is... Ready to have a meltdown. And I never have a meltdown. I don't know if I've ever gone completely like it. I haven't had a break yet. So. That's. I'm really. Either I'm not dealing with much at all. Compared to other people in the world. Or I'm doing really well. Or I'm not dealing with it at all. Like I'm totally ignoring it and pretending I am. Okay this is a different source than my last thing I was reading from. The last thing I did, I <clears throat> it was like a printout that looked like it was from the actual textbook. But my dog ate it. <laughs> so, and I couldn't find it again. So, I'm just on brainline.org and it looks pretty legit. But just so you know this is a different this is a different source. Um this article is cited from the National Center for PTSD, comma, US Department of Veterans Affairs. So So it's either totally legit or it's propaganda because it's from the government. I'll let you decide which one it is. I'll let you think for yourself. <coughs> hey! You scared the shit out of me. Quit! Okay. All of these criteria are required for the diagnosis of PTSD. The following text summarizes the diagnostic criteria. Criterion A. Stressor. One of these is required. Um, the person per- <laughs> The person was exposed to death... Threatened death, actual or threatened serious injury, or actual or threatened sexual violence in the following ways. Direct exposure, witnessing the trauma, learning that a relative or close friend was exposed to a trauma, indirect exposure to aversive details of the trauma, usually in the course of professional duties, first responders, comma, medics, comma, a lot of other fucking jobs. Criterion B, intrusion symptoms. Oh, intrusion symptoms. Also, one of these is required. The traumatic event is persistently re experienced in the following ways unwanted, upsetting memories, nightmares, flashbacks, emotional distress after exposure to traumatic reminders, or physical reactivity after exposure to to traumatic reminders. Criterion C, avoidance. One of these is required. Avoidance of trauma-related stimuli after the trauma in the following ways. Trauma-related thoughts or feelings, trauma-related external reminders. Criterion D. Negative alterations in cognitions and mood. Two of these are required. Negative thoughts or feelings that began or worsened after the trauma in the following ways: inability to recall key features of the trauma, overly negative thoughts and assumptions about oneself or the world, exaggerated blame or self, blame of self, self or others for causing the trauma, negative affect, decreased interest in activities, feeling isolated. Difficulty experiencing positive affect. There's a lot of criterion for this one. Criterion E. Alterations in arousal and reactivity. Trauma-related arousal and reactivity that began or worsened after the trauma in the following ways. It doesn't say how many of these are required, so I'm going to presume that all of them are required. Um, irritability or aggression, risky or destructive behavior, hypervigilance, vigilance, heightened startle reaction, difficulty concentrating, difficulty sleeping. Criterion F: Duration um, requires symptoms for at least. F- damn, requires symptoms to last for more than one month. Criterion G. Functional significance. It is required that symptoms create distress or functional impairment. Social, occupational. Criterion H. Exclusion. Uh, Requires symptoms are not due to medication, substance abuse, or other illness. Um... Then, uh, hold on, let me see. Then there's two specifications. Uh, one is the dissociative specification. In addition to meeting criteria for a diagnosis, an individual experiences high levels of either of the following in reaction to trauma-related stimuli. So when they, um, when when they are exposed to something, they react in either of these ways. Depersonalization. Experience of being an outside observer or detached from oneself. For example, feeling as if, this is in quotes, this is not happening to me, quote, quote, unquote, this is not happening to me, or when we're in a dream. Or they dissociate uh, through derealization. Experience of unreality, distance, or distortion. For example, quote, unquote, Things are not real. Uh, The other specification is the delayed specification. Full diagnostic criteria are not met until at least six months after the trauma. Although onset of symptoms may occur immediately. Okay, that's really interesting. I guess I didn't know that part. So... My therapist is always talking about how we don't realize how complex PTSD is. And this is pretty straightforward, in my opinion. The criterion for PTSD in the DSM-5 is pretty straightforward. But I can see what she's saying because these things all present themselves very uniquely in people and what i mean by that is you know everyone's exposure is different so what caused the trauma or how they experienced the trauma then the unwanted and upset upsetting memories those all are obviously tailored to what their experience was so those are very unique for people So are the nightmares and the flashbacks and how people experience the flashbacks. Um, All these things, it's so different in every person and it comes down to these main things. But also, because while we're at it, I'll just fucking talk about how this presents with me. Okay, let's start back at the top. Criterion A was the stressor, which is like the root of the trauma. Hold on let me take a drink. Okay let me reread. This part. The person was exposed to death. Threatened death. Actual or threatened serious injury. Or actual threatened serious violence. In the following ways. Let me just go ahead and pause right here. There are so many. Fucking people. People that have PTSD and don't even know it. Have you or a loved one been exposed to death? Probably. Threatened death? Sure. Actual or threatened serious injury? Uh Uh-huh. Or actual or threatened sexual violence? Yeah. Personally, I have been exposed to every single one of those at least five times you know depending on how you define them and I don't have a I don't have a tragic story my point is that these are everyday things that people deal with and no I just don't think people realize that you can very easily meet this criteria if you live any sort of social and engaged life like if you go out into the world uh you have to be exposed to those in uh, in one of these ways. Direct exposure, so it happened to you, you witnessed it, um, witnessing the trauma, you saw someone get in a car wreck, you saw someone die, you saw someone get raped, you saw someone get beat up, whatever. It doesn't even have to be that dramatic. If I remember correctly, when I was in school, my professor said that seeing, like, a video of something could give you PTSD, which is very interesting to me. I remember one time in college, my roommate, she was from Mexico and she still had family down there. And one day on her Facebook, this video of the cartel beheading someone popped up on her feed. So she showed it to me, and it was fucking, it was, it did a very strange thing to me. I mean, it probably, it dramatized me. But it wasn't it wasn't that I was like I didn't realize I was traumatized. I just remember feeling how real that was. Um learning that a relative or close friend was exposed to a trauma. See, that's one that one's kinda weird to me too. I guess just realizing that it could happen to you. I I don't wanna come off as insensitive because this isn't how it happened to me. So while I understand that it makes sense that it can happen this way it's just I don't know. It's interesting that it can be caused so easily. As in, you could just be watching videos or know people and find out that something happened to them and it could traumatize you. Last one is indirect exposure to aversive details of the trauma, usually in the course of professional duties. So the the jobs. First responders, medics, comma. As I said, a lot of other fucking jobs. I, I definitely, I, <laughs> I think I get like micro-traumatized at work. But I feel like such a drama queen saying that. Because textbook, it's these are traumatic experiences in a traumatic environment but technically a lot of ours are and I don't I don't necessarily feel that way. There are definitely times where something happens and I'm like really taken back and sometimes things happen it really fucks me up, but not very often. So I I have also experienced every single one of these stressors. Okay? Criterion B is intrusion symptoms and one of these are required. Um, Unwanted Upsetting Memories, who doesn't have those? Nightmares, I actually don't get those. I don't get, I've had maybe six or seven nightmares in my life. Maybe more than I just can't remember right now, but I don't get those. Flashbacks, I get those, but it's not like, um... It feel it's very manageable, like they're pretty under control. The way I experience it is I feel like complete panic. Um and like this really strong belief that well, it depends on the situation, but usually that I'm being manipulated or that someone is like I'm falling for something that someone is doing to me. That's m- most of it. Or that I'm or that I'm in direct danger of like being hurt or kidnapped or fucking raped or murdered or you know any other thing that women worry about all the fucking time. Any of those things. Um, emotional distress after exposure to to traumatic reminders. Yeah, I'm in complete panic. So, that's a little distressing. Um, my panic is very internal, though. Like, on the outside, I'm either standing completely fucking still and panicking. Or still functioning, but, like, trying to get the fuck out of the situation. Or outsmart the other person. That's my forms of panic. I don't have like a a breathing fit, and like I don't even know if my heart my heart does it pounds more than it races. It just pounds harder than it does pick up speed. Can that happen exclusively? I don't know. I'm not a medical professional. Can that be Can that be happening? And physical reactivity after exposure to traumatic reminders. That Those, that criterion, criterion B only required one of those, and I get one, two, four out of five. So, really knocking it out of the park so far. Criterion C, avoidance. One of these is required. Avoiding trauma-related thoughts or feelings. I do not do that. Trauma-related external reminders. I do avoid the external reminders. Oh, well, damn, look, may, I'm, like, doing some therapy on myself right now. Because I was about to say I relate it to external reminders as in, like, behaviors? Behaviors of people? But I guess if you just dig a little deeper there, that is a feeling. It's the feeling that pe- people's behaviors give me, which is a feeling of, like, violation So I guess I do avoid the thoughts and feelings and not the external reminders. But I don't avoid the thoughts. That's for damn sure. I bathe in the thoughts. I love to be in those thoughts. I don't like that I love it, but I'm not ashamed. I don't mind to go back to those memories and really, really absorb it. I don't mind at all. At all. Criterion D. Negative alterations in cognitions and mood. Two of these are required. Inability to recall key features of the trauma. I definitely have that. I have so few memories, it feels. And I don't know if the amount I have is normal but it doesn't feel, like, I feel like I don't remember much. There's a lot of missing, missing time times in my life. Like, I have very few memories at each stage of my life. So, God only knows what's going on there. Overly negative thoughts and assumptions about oneself or the world. Hey, listen. You break these blinds, bitch there's not even anything out there god okay where was I overly negative thoughts and assumptions about oneself or the world oh yeah I think the world is just waiting to catch me off my guard exaggerated blame of self or others for causing the trauma I don't necessarily think so I don't think I do that negative affect don't think I do that much either maybe sometimes Decreased interest in activities. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely... The next one is feeling isolated. I definitely have isolated more. And I went through a really difficult time. I was working only weekends for like a year. And I spent a lot of time at home or off work. But because I only worked two days a week, I didn't have a whole lot of money. So I couldn't do much. And I spent a lot of time at home. So um I definitely felt isolated during that time. And then my that was that was over a year ago, but that lasted for a year. So that was looking back now, that was pretty rough. But I did fine during the time. I just I kept myself busy doing things at home, but I definitely felt isolated. Um Difficulty experiencing positive affect. I think that's more accurate for me. Lately, I've had a a really difficult time enjoying myself. Criterion E, alterations in arousal and reactivity. This is trauma-related arousal and reactivity that began or worsened after the trauma in the following ways. Irritability or aggression. I don't think that was me. Risky or destructive behavior? Um, you could argue well, you could argue that I was I mean, I was fucking risky and destructive in college, but was that because I was in college or is that because this was going on? And I asked my myself that question and I also also, also asked that question about our culture. Yeah, try that one on First Highs. Hypervigilance? That's my bread and butter. Heightened startle reaction? Not at all. Difficulty concentrating? a 100%. Difficulty sleeping? Yes. I don't sleep. I wake up several times a night. The only thing that keeps me in bed all night is heavy drinking. Like, getting drunk. But I, I do not, I don't, I haven't been drunk in so long. Like, truly drunk? God, I I don't even know if I could remember, honestly. Symptoms last for more than a month. Oh, yeah. Functional significance. Oh, um, symptoms create distress or functional impairment, social or occupational. This definitely fucks with my social life because I'm on guard all the time. I'm hypervigilant, so I'm like always on the lookout for someone that's trying to do me wrong or hurt me. So I'm I just can't be relaxed in social settings anymore. Unless I'm drunk. Then I am too chill for my own good. Criterion H, ex- uh, exclusion. Symptoms are not due to medication, substance use, or illness. That's, I didn't do that. Then, the two specifications, which are the dissociative specification and the delayed specification. Let me pause again. Some people I have heard say disassociative. Which totally makes sense because you're disassociating, you think, but it's dissociative. It's dissocial, okay? In addition to meeting criteria for, for diagnosis, an individual experiences high levels of either of the following in reaction to trauma related stimuli one, depersonalization. Let me, I'm gonna pull up another tab and define that for real, for real. Okay. Depersonalization. A state in which one's thoughts and feelings seem unreal or not to belong to oneself, or in which one loses all sense of identity. Okay, so the part where it says one loses all sense of identity. I was in an emotionally abusive relationship. And I was a shell of a human being. It was bad. I had totally lost every, damn near, every quality about myself. I had just shaved it off. It was torture. And so I actually like 100% lost my sense of identity at one point like in the relationship and i wonder if that was a coping mechanism at the time or like ptsd starting to happen and i was depersonalizing now let's define derealization. realization A feeling that one's surroundings are not real, especially as a symptom of mental disturbance. Sometimes I'll feel like, not that the things around me aren't real. It's not that I feel like they aren't real. I believe they're real. I'm just having a hard time connecting to my environment. So it's not, I don't know if that would qualify for this or not, TBH, but it's just this, it's like I'm unplugged from the world. Like, you know, okay, you know when you're watching a movie and there's someone's ghost and they can be in the room, but they can't react, they can't interact with their environment? That's how I feel. That's the best way I can explain it. Not all the time, but a scary amount of the time. (laughs) Okay, that was PTSD. Um, There is also complex PTSD, but that's its own thing, and I'm not gonna do that today. I went back and I re-listened to my other episode where I talk about NPD and BPD, and I realized just how, like, like, I sound like I don't know anything, because I don't. And this is a very humbling thing to go through the DSM-5, because I knew I could remember some of these things, but I couldn't remember all of them, and I was forgetting a lot, and I forgot how intricate and in-depth this really is, and it's it's humbling, and it's also very exciting, because I... I really do enjoy this shit, I'm fascinated by it, so getting to relearn it has been very exciting, and it's kind of sparked sparked um, some motivation in, in my work, so it's been cool. Okay. My throat is hurting and I have to save it because my man's a over tonight. So I'm going to go rest up my throat. I will see you guys next time. Who knows where the conversation will go. Thank you and good night.